0: it is frustrating don't get me wrong like i was beside myself for a time when the channel was not doing well and i'm just like do i even know what the hell i'm still talking about (laughs) you know what i'm saying like have i like am i missing something and it wind up being the second thing you might be out of sync with where your target audience actually is or what they're interested in Welcome to the Video Simplified Podcast, where I help you simplify the video creation process to help you reach wider and connect deeper with the people that need you the most, from learning to use your camera to simplifying video strategy to help you grow your brand and share your vision using video. So let's jump right into today's episode. What is up entrepreneurs? Welcome back to the Video Simplified Podcast with me, your hostess, the mostess, Diana Gladney. What do you do when your YouTube channel is dying or you feel like it is already dead. This is something that I just recently came out of and it was more or less that it was progressively slowing down and it was getting into that level of stagnation to where it's just kind of meh and it's like, you could watch it, not watch it, most of the time, not watch it. And so the thing that is super frustrating during this time is that most of the time you have not lost your passion around whatever it is that you're creating content for or around. You have not lost your enthusiasm. And it's like, until you start to see, especially, especially when you've had levels of success and you've had videos that do well, and you have moments where you feel like you are in your groove and you are in your bag. And then all of a sudden the videos aren't doing as well as they could, or you want them to, and it just feels super duper defeating in full transparency. There are some videos that I put out that no matter what the thumbnail was, was like a one and 2% click through rate. And I'm like, what the hell is happening? And then you maybe hit a three or 4%. And I'm like, what's the point? You know, you fall into that frustration around the work that you're doing, the energy that it takes before you even get to the recording. You've invested all this time, energy, and money into the gear, into the learning, into the courses and hashtag all the things. So what do you do if the channel is dying? Or it could have been where it just still hasn't gotten to where you want it to. And it's never really grown or quote unquote blown up. This is super frustrating. And I get this. That's why I wanted to talk about it coming off of the tail end of that and into a new season with the channel and just some of the things that I did that was super helpful. So there's two main points that I really want to cover. But before I get into those, you got to get your mindset right. That's like point zero, because before anything else, before you do anything else, channel specific, content specific, you got to get your mind right. Cause if you don't, it won't matter. It won't matter what you do. It won't matter what course that you take. Cause mentally you're not together. You're not in a place to where you're doing anything that's going to be super helpful to you actually achieving the goal. What I did in the mornings was I started my day and I started to align what are the things that are most important to me that I need to start paying attention to above all things. I had to reorder how I start my day. That even meant as simple as changing my alarm from a sound that was associated with something that I hated, which used to be my job. Um, to the point where, and it was a time where I did love, uh, going to my job and I still was going to build my business on the side regardless. But there was a time where I just loved my job. It was super exciting. I looked forward to it, uh, and it wasn't stressful, you know, but then it, all those things changed. And so regardless as to what that situation is outside of it, this is things that you can control. And so I changed my alarm because your mind is so powerful, more powerful than I think we really realize. And you have an emotional response to certain sounds, just like your name. So when somebody, you could be zapped into your head and then somebody calls your name versus just saying, Hey, or they're just talking to you. It's not until they call your name. You could be across the street, walking down the street in your, in your own head. And somebody calls your name and you snap out of it. So you need to snap yourself out of it and really redefine like, why are you doing this? And furthermore, it's just like in the morning, how are you starting a day? Is it with an alarm that you hate? Is it with thoughts that aren't that great or checking social media first thing in the morning or checking emails first thing in the morning or answering phone calls? My phone stays in almost a perpetual do not disturb. Cause there are times when I allow myself not to be disturbed, but I'm focusing on other things that include other people. And then there are times when it should not be involved. So for now, like right now I'm doing this podcast. I'm in a do not disturb type mode, Alexa, even that I turned, let me make sure she's all the way off, but I have it now. You should see like the red ring around it. If you have like an echo dot or whatever, because then that way, even if you call her name, she's not listening. So we both in the same mode. So I can completely focus and be 100% present with what I'm doing versus if I allow phone calls from this or allow texts from that. It's like, no. Completely focused on what I'm doing. So in the mornings, it's I'm completely focused on what I'm doing. So I have my morning affirmations. I started to rewrite what those were and how important those were to me and things outside of the channel, things outside of just the success of this one thing that could be a contributing factor to success in other areas of your life. And so I, I did start to outline what that morning routine was. And so it's my morning affirmation. That file recorded files, like seven minutes has like some kind of ethereal music behind it and whatnot. And it's me on this microphone saying my affirmations to myself and I repeat those. And now I have them committed to memory, thankfully, but I repeat those and I'm listening to it and I'm completely focused on that. And I do that twice, which is why that file is seven minutes. And so I go through that and I'm embracing every word of what I'm saying. And even when I didn't feel like it and believe in what I was saying, I still said it anyway, because I'm willing myself to where I want to go instead of just sitting and settling where I'm at. And so the next thing that I would do is my morning uh, routine with the Bible reading, I'll go through the Bible app in the morning, or the daily refresh, not the morning refresh, but the daily refresh, and then taking 15 minutes to read the Bible and then 15 minutes to read the book. Now I told my bestie all about this. She was like, this is too much stuff. I just like a lot to do in the morning. And I'm like, I get it. That's not for everybody. This is what worked for me. And I'm like, this is what I need. These are the things that help me. So like this morning, I didn't do uh, the 15 minutes of reading the Bible or 15 minutes of reading a a regular book. So that could be at the latter half of the day or, or what have you. But it's like, when I start my days like that, the days are way better and way more focused than anything else. And then I take like 15 minutes or so, and I'll do what's called a five minute journal. But if I feel like I need to get a little bit more out, I will. And so... I'm sharing uh, the things that I'm grateful for, the things that I, I'm looking forward to today. I'm sharing different elements of that five minute journal. And it's just in my basic journal. Those of you listening, I'm holding up just my regular journal. You can find at a dollar store or whatever. It's nothing special about this. So I'll go through that. And it's a few other things that I might do, but I completely changed how I started my day. This doesn't seem like it should matter to your YouTube channel, but these are the things that matter to you. It's you too. You are the most important element right now in getting this stuff together because it's going to be based around the things that you're doing. And if your mind is not together, it won't matter because if your mood isn't, isn't better, it won't matter. If you're not in a strong emotional, mental state, it won't matter. And so the other thing that I started doing was seeking joy. What are the things that bring me joy? What are the things that make me happy? You probably have heard me talk about, depending on how long you've been around the channel, I love anime. (laughs) I love anime. And so I would find a series. And once I find one, I just devour it. I go through it over and over because it brings me joy. So at the end of my evening, watch anime and pick an episode that I like and stuff like that, and I'll watch it because it brings me joy. And so I started looking into the things that bring me joy so that when it came time for those elements of work that are at the beginning. I talked about and went through all the things i do in the morning routine and in the end cap those things it's regardless of how the day goes it's still held within two end caps of joy i start the day joyful i end the day joyful regardless now there are some days that absolutely suck whether i'm in a lot of pain or whatever i still will watch anime still gonna do something to bring me joy i may not be feeling great physically but i'm still gonna bring me joy that's why the affirmations are recorded in my voice instead of just written So even when I don't really have the energy to say it or I'm mumbling it and I'm just barely getting it out, the full, fullest version of myself is saying it emphatically and I'm hearing it, I'm doing it. I'm still doing it anyway. So that's just, like I said, point zero, super important. So anything else after this becomes the extra stuff and you do need to fix the you before you start fixing stuff on the YouTube channel. The first point is, are your interests still aligned with why you originally started the channel and the angle of your niche that you're approaching your topic? So first half of that, cause that's a long time while well, I get it. Are your interests still aligned with why you originally started the channel? And sometimes the answer is no, you're still, tr- you're trying to bake in other stuff under the guise of it's about whatever the last most successful videos were about. Sometimes that don't work. Sometimes it does work. And I think a lot of people get off in their YouTube channel because you're trying to copy and mimic what is working for somebody else, not really realizing that your people come to you specifically and said yes to you specifically for a reason, because they liked what they saw and they had a hope that you would make content, further content around X. This is why the question of. What videos do you guys want me to make for you? Don't really all, it don't always add up because you've heard me mention and talk about listening to the loud minority over the silent majority. So sometimes you can have a lot of people yapping to do a video about this, but it may not be that great. So I could have five comments saying, make a video about this. You make the video or it could be 10 or 20 still a minority compared to the hundred people that maybe didn't leave a comment because they're still processing, thinking, whatever, depending on your ideal target audience and how they behave. And then you may see one comment from them or a representative of quote unquote them, and then you make that video and the video does extremely well. So that's what I mean, like paying attention to what's what. Sometimes you think, cause I got a lot of comments about that, but you're just answering those people, those few people that were loud about it. Versus the larger majority that haven't said anything. And sometimes it's answering the questions and dealing with the stuff that is the silent suffering of your ideal target audience. So if your interests still aren't aligned with the stuff that you're making, or you just kind of feel like lost, it kind of don't matter. Like I said, or the angle that you're approaching your niche may be off. If you're talking about things that your audience doesn't care about, it won't matter, which is point number two, you may be out of sync with where your ideal target audience actually is or what they're interested in, because you're listening to the wrong folks. When you look at the first one and you're trying to figure out, are my interests still aligned, be honest with yourself. Do you still like what you're talking about? If the answer is yes, this is kind of where you have to dig deep because we all started with nobody watching and we were uber excited with the hope and the possibility of what was to come, whether you had some varying levels of success or you've been doing it for a while and you still haven't gotten it there, what if it's on year four or five and six and then it happens and it's beyond anything that you could imagine. We spend 30, 40, 50 years at a job and we n- may never get nothing but the paycheck and that's it. That's why it, like the YouTube, it, it is frustrating. Don't get me wrong, like I was beside myself for a time when The channel was not doing well. And I'm just like, do I even know what the hell I'm still talking about? You know what I'm saying? Like, have I, like, am I missing something? And it wind up being the second thing. You might be out of sync with where your target audience actually is or what they're interested in. I have repetitively said, keep your hand on the pulse of your people. And I got my hand off somewhere. It slipped off the pulse of my people. And it was around things that they didn't care about or behind where they actually were instead of where they were going. And it's something that I learned from my basketball coach when I used to play basketball in high school, which is you throw, when you're passing the ball, you throw the ball to where the person is going and not to where they are. Cause they can speed up and get it versus. They got to turn around and stop the momentum and go backwards to try to capture it or just be, and it essentially it's irrelevant because it's behind them. So sometimes it's like that. And then other times it's, it it could be as simple as you're making stuff they don't care about. And that's a hard pill to swallow. If it's something that you like, that's why I kind of made the vlog channel. So I can make the things that I like and that I care about and the memories that I want to document and my experiences that are really important to me to document and it don't matter if those blow up or or whatever the case is. Not why I was, ma- I'm making them. I enjoy them and they're fun. They get, bring me joy. It was something that brings me joy. It's something that like, I love going back and looking back on those memories and they live outside of my own brain, you know, so that it becomes an experience. And then if anybody else watches it, it's a shared experience. Now, if you're doing your videos for your business, it has to be, you have to remember, here's a a quick pro tip here. You guys got to remember ChatGPT exists. I think this will help a lot of you. If you're only giving the same basic information in more or less the same style that ChatGPT would give that information. And then they click thinking you were going to give something in addition to that, but you just repeated what that thing said already. They're not going to watch. They're going to leave. There are elements of check your analytics, double check to make sure your intros are in a way that's captivating to your audience to where they would pay attention and not want to skip ahead because they don't have to and get through fluff. Making sure the content is hitting on points that are relevant or whatever. Like I've talked about this stuff. I've taught those different things. Those videos are still on the channel. Courses, we did the YouTube simplified course. That course is in the membership community. That stuff exists. We've talked about that. So there are elements of the video side of things to make sure that stuff is good and you're you're doing all the right things, doing all the right steps. But there is something to be said that they are not even beginning that journey with you of the hierarchy of engagement scale, which is them searching or having a curiosity or interest point, And then they click, they're searching for something or it comes up, however way it does. They see the thumbnail and the title combination, and then the time makes sense, and then they click and then they're rewarded the more that they watch. They're enjoying it. They, you lead them to an emotional response to say yes or no, I like this with a thumbs up or a thumbs down. You lead them further into an emotional response by them leaving a comment. And then if you really got the Bees Knees Hall of Fame, then they shared that content out or tagged you in a post about that content or whatever the case is. That's the hierarchy of engagement scale. So we have to figure out like, where are we missing? If we're not getting impressions, you got a thumbnail problem. Like we're not getting people to click through. A lot of people see it. Not a lot of people click. We got an impressions problem. And so not impressed problems, but a, a click through problem. Click through rate, essentially. They see it, they're scroll pastable. (laughs) They're scrolling past it. Now what? Is it interesting to even click on it? Is it off topic? Is it something in the design of it? If you know something is a hot topic, but people just aren't clicking, then maybe let's assume that is it, is it too long? This is where like researching the content also makes sense because if you do 45 minutes on a topic and then somebody else is doing 12 minutes and then somebody else is doing seven minutes, which one of those do I trust (laughs) has the better results? The thumbnail speaks to quality subscriberships in a baseline viewer not into the YouTube sphere of stuff, not into the creator economy stuff. They, you know, they're looking at it and they're saying like, oh, a lot of people already said yes to this channel. So that gives some authority there, but that does not mean the video, one video did better than the other solely based off that, but you've got to think about the person that's on the, in the from the perspective of the person that's on the keyboard, how are they thinking about this? And I think for a lot of people, it's because you can't get into their mind in that moment to realize that it's important to maybe not do that video or maybe change the thumbnail, or maybe, like I said, the perspective of how you're approaching the conversation is off or your niche is off. For example, let's say you're a consultant, uh, a business, you're a coach, uh, a business coach or something like that. And you say, maybe if you are, let's say a fitness coach. And it's like, how to lose weight. Okay. Not that it's not interesting, but that's going to be super competitive. So let's say how to lose weight for plus size women, even more niche and more specific, and it's like how to lose stubborn weight for plus size women over 40. Even more specific, so it becomes, you're making this even more desirable for a specific person, if you have not created a persona for your ideal target audience member, then it becomes like a, is this hitting or is this not? Is this attractive? Is this not YouTube is doing a really good job with, with sharing more details about your viewer, their behavior other channels they watch, how they found you, are they new, are they returning? Like they give you a lot of details. It's important to look at this as from like a picture, one of the things that we learned when I worked at the bank was when we're looking at someone's credit history, not your, like necessarily the report alone, but just like your whole whole holistic approach of your credit history, it tells a story, it tells a story about that person. So maybe you had a job, you worked that job for a long time. And then at some point, maybe you lost a job and you took a lower paying job based on your paycheck stubs that we can see, like you submitted. it. And then you started having financial hardship because of the missing amount that you weren't getting from one job to the other, then you got a better job and all that stuff cleared up. So it's like, yeah, when you got the money, you pay, no problem, no big deal. You had a, a little rough spot for, you know, six to eight months, you left that job, went someplace else and life got better for it and fine. That's how we approached it. So that, that score is not the only thing. It was the per, person's history. So when you look at YouTube. And you're like, dag, I made a video about this. This is what I forgot to do because point zero was off with me not being mentally in check and together, not having the great physical, uh, energy and boost and stuff like that to even want to begin to work on myself. I'm like, I know this. I know that I know what I'm talking about. Back up. Let's go back to point zero. And I'm like, I need to work on me. <laughs> I'm like. The temple could use some work. You know what I'm saying? So I started there and things have progressively gotten better. And so the bringing your channel back to life, bringing fresh air to it, the, if you noticed, and maybe you didn't, cause maybe you didn't watch those videos. I went back and I started to evaluate my channel with fresh eyes. And what I noticed was. There's a lot of videos, a whole lot of videos. I didn't laugh. I didn't smile. Not even my usual corny jokes that kind of come out naturally. It wasn't there because point zero was off. And so it's just like, here's a pen, here's a TV, here's a lens cap, links in the description, good luck, Chuck. (laughs) I mean. You know, it's like, it just wasn't like, it was no life to it. So it's like, why would you watch it? Or if you watch for the first season, it's like, ugh, you know what I'm saying? The content could be great. Information could be cool, but you know what I'm saying? Like you have to look at why somebody subscribes to you. This is why you can't copy other people's stuff. Cause they're coming to you for one specific reason that is unique to you. And not just one as in one only, but they're coming to you for a specific reason that's unique to you. So y'all can talk about the same stuff, but people really like you for you and your perspective and your, you know what I'm saying? Again, maybe you're coming at it from the wrong angle with certain things. If you haven't taken time to create, this is something else that I did off camera, off away from stuff, was really sit down and really look at and evaluate my creator persona, who is my ideal target audience and how am I really connecting with them? And this is how we came up with Streamline Steve. And Streamline Steve is our ideal target audience or or viewer, not just on the channel, but in the business. And so we don't think about what do I like, Diana, and content isn't approved based on what Diana likes or dislikes, but is Steve going to vibe with this or not? And Steve can be representative as a woman, as a man on the channel, as somebody that's just getting started in YouTube, somebody that's had a channel for a minute, like, you know, you'll see different people represented in certain ways, so it's not like you're only ever attracting that. But check your own analytics. You are attracting and repelling somebody all the time. Now, here's a unique perspective uh, that I just saw recently. You've been making content for a while and YouTube can't figure out who would like this stuff. They don't have any channels to say that your people watch. They don't have any content to say that people usually watch other stuff like this based on the history of people clicking on your content. That could be for one or two reasons, which is number one. And it'll tell you if it's number one of you haven't been producing enough content over the last 28 days, which means you at least need to post something, one video per week in order for us to start seeing somebody that watched this usually watch, they're in some kind of YouTube (laughs) sphere of watching stuff, but are they watching your stuff? This person's, you know what I'm saying? Like think about it. If you like farming, you probably watch so many channels. If you like microphones, you probably watch so many channels. If you like Bible reading, you probably watch you know, so many similar channels, if you like anything, you probably are in some sphere of people that are around and into that same kind of content. And it's not about fitting in with the niche, but it's like making sure you're in alignment with the person. If it's number two, where it is so off base and it's really not aligned with anything or anybody. Somebody that watches it, YouTube still doesn't know why they watch it. That's weird for, you know what I'm saying? Like a, a weird perspective to be in, which means let's really, really, really get in alignment with who we're targeting, who we're talking to, who we're connecting with. And is this the kind of person that probably watched X, Y, and Z videos? So by the time they come to you, cause your videos, not usually video number one is video number 100. Who were the other 99? So, I'm gonna give you a couple points uh, that would be helpful because you do need to investigate further uh, on a few things. Like I said, where are they at right now versus where do you think that they are? What research and knowledge are you basing this information off of? Is there any confusion or mixed messaging as to who you say the content is for versus who's actually watching? It would be a big problem if I said, like, we're attracting this content for Streamlined Steve and he fits a certain demographic and we're attracting 98% women to the channel. Cause I'm like, who, who I'm saying I want to talk to is not who's listening. So something is off. I saw that immediately when I first started, cause it would be content. And I've specified for women that I was talking, totally different niche, totally different stuff I was talking about. It was not tech related. And so I started looking at analytics after I started changing content again, I'm t- telling you all the mistakes that I made. I'm saying it's the channels about this, but then I'm producing content about something else and I started tra- attracting 89% men. And I'm like, okay, I'm actually not passionate about this anymore. Let me talk about this other thing that I actually am more passionate about and just switch the focus of the channel. Whoever's going to leave is going to leave because I'm not worried about that. I'm looking to attract the new audience that is into the thing that I'm talking about, that I do care about. And so this is something that grows over time and it grows with you. And you don't have to stress over this, but it is stressful. Let's not get it twisted. (laughs) So. The other thing is, like I said, when it comes to the content and it being mismessaging, the, here's another thing. Like I talked about the chat GBT stuff is your content too generic. Is it too generic? Hard, hard pill to swallow. But are you being too generic? This is why I said like you matter in your content on your channel. It's not just about being a cookie cutter. You matter. That's why I don't mind my corny jokes. That's why I don't mind the movie clips and whatever other stuff, because it's me. It's me, my Southern twang and the words that I say in the Bees and E's hall of fame, it's me, if you haven't read the book by Patrick Hamlin called Primal Branding, read that book. Cause those you'll, if you have ever read that book and you go back and watch the last several videos on the channel, things will start to make sense because I start looking at it and again, point zero start working on me. And I'm like, okay, what are these elements of the brand? What are, what's our language? Who's our quote unquote pagans? Uh, versus the things like you always hear me say, if you're a photographer, videographer, channel A for you, welcome to stick around. You're welcome to stay around, but I'm not making content that I'm making content for content, creating entrepreneurs. Will it be attractive to other people? Yes, but I'm not making it for you. I'm not specifying it for you. I'm not going to say here's the best photography settings. I'm never doing photography stuff. It was not channels, not for you. You're welcome to be here. we love to have you here, I'm not making content for that content, creating entrepreneurs. And then there are those that don't have a business yet, they're a con content creator so it still still vibes with them cool welcome aboard you know what i'm saying so don't be afraid to repel somebody versus attracting the right person and then here's some next steps first thing is going to be recommit and if you've never fully committed and you have to be honest with yourself you never fully committed might be worth doing that and ex- and and saying that to yourself cuz it's only you That's going to be able to check you on this. And so if you previously committed and then you let it fall, recommit, recommit for real, like for real, for real, recommit. The next thing is find a perspective that you haven't considered before. What's something new that you haven't tried before? We got some new ideas and I met with my editor and I was taught, we were talking about things that, um, are going to be new to the channel and they're, completely new ideas to the channel and stuff that what we're doing, and it's going to be fun. <laughs> that was something that was big on my 2023 list, fun. Let's have fun with the content that we're putting out. And so in talking with them and going through some different things and I'm like, okay, we should, we could change this. And I asked, I'm very honest. Like I always tell my team, you can't hurt my feelings by telling me the truth or tell me how you feel or what pisses you off. That's how I get the honest answer. I what, what about this pisses you off? What about this annoys you? What wouldn't you watch? What, you know, what about this, do you rock with or not? You know what I'm saying? I I ask very straightforward black and white questions. Uh, (laughs) it's the best way to get honest results. And sometimes, sometimes the truth might sting a little in, in, in your stomach. I haven't had that with talking to my team yet, but sometimes comments will. That's how I've made a lot of great uh, changes to the channel in finding a perspective that I hadn't considered before, which is listening to, again, the silent majority that it was one little comment that said something. And instead of me getting offended by it, it's sometimes, it's, it's not even sometimes, it's okay that you got offended, that's fine, but get over yourself and, and really start to think about why am I doing this? What's the point of why I'm doing this? If it's, like I said, a vlog channel, whatever. Yeah, I'm going to do what I want to do. But if I'm making this channel and it's not about you, take a different perspective. Think about the one, number one, the person that's on the keyboard that you want to find your content, the searching for stuff that just finished watching something else. Does your video make sense for them to watch? And would they be excited to watch? I love this uh, new to you tab, little chiclet at the top that I'll see on, on mobile because I'll click that maybe once or twice a week, and I've been finding new channels. I've, I've been like, oh yeah, this is such good content and it's different. Same niche of stuff that I usually watch, different perspective. It's just them being them, not trying to find a different perspective per se or make one, but them being them, they could be talking about the same stuff, same camera, same microphone, same computer, same smartphone. It's just their perspective, their interest. And I'm like, hadn't thought about that. I'm glad I watched this video. Are oh, there's, you know, great storytelling in their own unique way. I loved watching it. So find a, a new perspective that you hadn't considered before previously. Number three, fall back in love with, with what you're doing. Fall back in love with what you're doing. It'll probably be a season where you fall out of love with, with doing it. It's I think, and I think that's normal and natural. You'll probably fall out of love with, with what you're doing on the channel. And that's okay. Cause we're humans, we're growing, the platform changes, your audience changes. And it just, you know, you sometimes you just kind of get lost in the sauce. <laughs> you just do It's the reality of it. So fall back in love with what you're doing. Find joy. You have to sometimes seek joy. What makes me super happy? That's why I, I had to bring the skits back on the channel. I'm like, you know what? Those brought me joy. I really enjoyed doing those. Those were fun. Again, 2023, it's like, I want to do something that's fun. And I'm like, let's put the, cause I never put the skits on the channel. I think I put maybe one or two or something like that. Now like, let's put the skits on the channel. Let's see how that does. Cause that's fun. And if nothing else, I'll love watching them. <laughs> and so I did, they're doing well, comparative to some other shorts. And I'm like, I really enjoy these. And I'm going to lean into them because I really enjoy them. And I'm seeing more comments because other people are starting to enjoy them. So I'm like, let's get back into those. Those, I saw, I found a lot of joy through those. So start seeking joy and, and just doing something that's you, just something that's unique to me. Cause I was a thes, I am, once you you're in it, you're in it for life. So I'm a thespian from high school. Um, and so I would love to be goofy and stuff like that as I usually do. And it's just part of my natural personality. Why? Because it's you. It's me. You know what I'm saying? Like be you. Number four, create a persona for your brand avatar and like really turn them into a person. Most people say, oh, I got an avatar. Y'all, I know who they are. No, you got specs about that person. You read the spec sheet for that person. You didn't really make them. You made a spec sheet. You said that they were 22 years old, that they were of a certain race or, or what have you. They lived in a certain part of a United States or whatever country. You said that they had so many kids. You said that they made so much money. You gave demographics. Get into some psychographics. And if you don't know the difference between those, Google them or chat GPT them and ask them to give you a list uh, of an example of that, that person. But do that. There's a link. I can't think of it in this moment, but there's a link that I'm gonna put in the show notes. Um, then I know we got off for gear fix for a while, but I'll bring that back later, but, <laughs> uh, is I'll put it in the show notes that will help you make a persona and it's free and it's a really cool tool and it's pretty accurate. And use that as a base to start creating a real persona, turn this into a person. Because if you think about it, you worked at your job or you do work at your job. You could be the same sex. You could be the same at this with the same supervisor. May have started at the same time and you roughly make about the same money. You live in the same city, all those different demographics, essentially could be, y'all could have two to three children or same kind of hopes. Like this person wants to bring their husband or their wife home. Mm. But are y'all the same? (laughs) It's an emphatic no. And for some of y'all you like, hell no, (laughs) you're not the same. You're not, you're like, oh, I'm nothing like that person. Like you just got upset and frustrated about it. Same thing with your ideal target audience, your viewer, your avatar, just because they meet and check off certain boxes don't mean that they're the same. Get into some for real psych, psychographs describe them as if I was describing you or you were describing me. Like I can say what your name is. Yeah, I'm going to give those demographics, but I'm going to get real deep into the psychographs. Think about describing if you had to describe your best friend or a good friend that you had, or it could be your work bestie or your work husband or your work wife or whatever. Like you can go in details and the things that they have problems with. And I like say, yeah, you keep going to the things that keep them up at night, but you can talk about their goals and aspirations, how they view stuff, what they like, what they don't like. You have all kinds of, things to talk about around that person, stories that you may come up with a a life for this person. Then when you start making content, that's when stuff got better on the channel. Because once I did all those different things that I talked about in this episode, which is not, probably not formatted the best per se, but at the same time, these are the things that I know that I did that worked pretty sure if not all, some of these things will work for you or at least will enhance and do deal, help you deal better with where you're at to start bringing life back to the channel. And a lot of times there's no life in the channel because there's no life in you and what you're doing, which is why I said point zero is probably the most important zero of all the things. That's where I'm gonna leave it for this week's episode. I hope this was a blessing to you, brought some value to you and hope you, hopefully that you, like I said, fall back in love with what you're doing and why you're doing it and why you started this to begin beginning and what excites you right now, what makes you excited with what you're doing and what you're talking about, what gets you going? If the videos already aren't doing that great, make something that would make you laugh and make you feel good. And you could watch that video three and four times and just be like, I love this video. Make something like that. Make something like that. See what happens. Now, strategically, like I said, from a YouTube side of stuff, it's probably other things that could be done. But if point zero and the things that follow, like I said, don't kind of And and, in check, and you not together, the you part of YouTube won't matter. That's what I'm leaving for this week's episode here on the Video Simplified Podcast, and as I love to end all of our episodes, the winds of life blows on us all, but it is how you set your sails. So set your sails accordingly. With that guys, Louis Passion. I'll see you on the next episode of the Entree, not Entree, goodness. I almost had it. (laughs) Leave this in. This is fine, Judd. Leave it in. The Andre Chats Daily Morning Show is our Monday through Friday podcast uh, for the membership community. I do the same thing. I just reverse the podcast. So let's try that again. With that guy's little passion. I'll see you on the next episode of the Video Simplified podcast. Take care. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode, but the value doesn't stop there. For more in-depth trainings, courses, and growing your brand using video, join the Video Simplified community at videosimplified.live.